brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's one without their superstar player, Joel Embiid. All right, put the sixes aside for a couple minutes. We're going to talk some Eagles football with a guy who comes in day in and day out for Philly Voice. And for uh, Sports Illustrated, his Extending the Play podcast, as good an Eagle podcast you're going to be able to listen to, that would be John McMullen. Jay Mack, Jordan Mack here. How are you, bud? Doing well. Just a little load management while I'm listening to you talk sixes. Yeah, a couple down minutes for you. That's good. I uh, don't want to overtax you. Uh, you got a long <laughs> off season to get through. Uh, I started tonight's show with a stance, and I want to see if you are of the same mindset as me or you disagree. Uh, the Ron Jaworski report came out over the weekend that his sources told him that the best deal the Eagles been offered for Carson Wentz during this offseason includes two second-round picks, which I'm assuming is one this year and one the next year, and another pick, probably day three, probably in a future year, four or five or something like that. But another pick on top. And so three picks for Carson Wentz, none of which are a one, but it's three picks for Carson Wentz. If Jaworski's sources are on point and that was or is on the table, if it is, should Howie Roseman be calling like right now and saying, done deal, thank you very much? Well, I think they should ultimately take it. The question is, you have a little bit of time. You can play this game of chicken for a little bit uh, longer uh, and see if it goes up any. Uh, and, you know, Albert Breer of Sports Illustrated reported today that Chicago Bears probably um, are, are offering a little bit more. Um, and, and Carson obviously would want to go to Indianapolis. We kind of understand that. Uh, versus the Bears, which I, I I kind of agree with from his perspective. But, I, I mean, if you're the Eagles, I don't know why that concerns you all that much. I, I mean, if he's off your hands, he's off your hands. I guess from uh, if you want to take it from the other side, perhaps Chicago is trying to talk Carson Wentz into coming, and maybe that's the holdup. Uh, but if they can get the 20th or 21st pick in that Chicago-Indianapolis, then I think you pull the trigger immediately, uh, and ultimately they have to get rid of them. So if, if that doesn't come to fruition, yeah, you're going to have to accept what you can accept. Uh, I mean, it's pennies on the dollar at this point, but you have right. to move on. You've made that clear. True, but here's the problem. Um, you're right. They can play the waiting game. They can see if something happens, if somebody blinks, if somebody's willing to come up more because they feel a sense of desperation. That's true. That's absolutely accurate. But there's also the flip side where another quarterback comes onto a market that a team falls in love with Mac Jones, and he looks like he's going to be the fourth or fifth quarterback taken. And Indianapolis or uh, whoever Chicago. else, uh, Chicago, decide, you know, if we could get to 14, 
We think Mac Jones will still be sitting there, and we only got to move up six spots or seven spots, and that's doable, and then we can just turn the whole franchise over and go with a young guy. And they say, yeah, those two twos and a one we had on the table, two twos and a three, yeah, they're not on the table anymore. Sorry, Philadelphia, we're going in another direction. Yes, you could do better by waiting, but you can do worse by waiting. So that's why I asked the question, do you do it tonight? If you are the general manager and this is the best, and you don't know, uh, McDonald and McMullen were arguing as to whether the value is going to go up or the value is going to go down. The value is what it is right now. Do you still play that waiting game and believe that it's going to go up rather than come back down? Well, a couple things. No question you're right. You're playing with fire. It can work both ways, as you mentioned. I would be more concerned at this point uh, with the veterans that could possibly reach the market. And obviously, if you're Indianapolis or Chicago, you have a contingency plan anyway. So whether that's trying to press the issue with some of these quarterbacks that are not necessarily on the market right now but potentially could be, um, Marcus Mariota is probably on the market, but he's sort of a lesser uh, um, degree of pickup. And, and then you talk about the guys like Derek Carr and Jimmy Garoppolo and that type who are technically not on the market but could be at some point. Um, when you mention somebody like Mac Jones, you mentioned, look, it, it's pretty clear that the top four rookies are going to be off the board probably by 10 at the latest, I would imagine. So when you talk about teams like the Bears and Colts, it would have to be a Mac Jones type. And I think what helps the Eagles this year more than most, no combine. Uh, Obviously, everything is going to be virtual for the most part. You're going to have a few scouts at the pro days. And it's going to make that, that draft process a little bit more difficult to fall in love with players. And I think that's helpful because you're right. That's the problem. You know, a lot of people bring up Sam Bradford and that's, that's such a bad comparison because Minnesota was so desperate because Teddy Bridgewater got injured 11 days before the start of the regular season. There's no options at that point. The draft is gone. Free agencies, everybody's off the board problem for the Eagles now is there are so many quarterbacks available and that's only getting added to with the college uh, uh, with that whole process when people start evaluating college talent but I do think it's going to be slowed down a little bit this year I do think Howie Roseman understands that and they are playing they're they're playing you know a little bit of poker no question and it it could it could slap back on them pretty hard if it doesn't go the way they, they, they hope. And the second part, Jody, is, you know, I, I brought this up in the past, how he might be hamstrung a little bit here by Jeffrey Lurie. Because Jeffrey might be back there saying, you know what, okay, I can swallow this dead money that we've talked about so much, this nearly $34 million, but we got to get a first-round pick. And, and maybe he's hamstrung from that perspective. And, and maybe he can't take that deal until it, it, there's a drop dead date. So there's a lot of possibilities here. Bottom line is, though, I, I think the Eagles are going to sell on pennies on the dollar, so you might as well get it over with from right, my perspective. Say, I, I actually think two seconds and then an extra pick on top of that is more pennies than you're going to get later. 
It's it may be pennies on the dollar, but you could get less pennies at a future date. And I think there's a better chance of it going backwards than forwards. So if I were the Eagles, I would pull the plug right now. And I did specifically use Mac Jones because I think yeah, he's probably going to be the fifth quarterback taking. But I think he's the third best quarterback in the draft. I think he's going to have a better career than either Zach Wilson or Trey Lance. But that's just me. That's my evaluation right now. I reserve the right to change it between now and the draft. But I doubt I will. Uh, I would put them Lawrence, Fields, Mac Jones, Wilson, and Trey Lance if I were to uh, evaluate them. Speaking of which, somebody came out with a mock draft today that suggested the Eagles at number six might actually trade up to get a quarterback. I don't think anybody has been thinking along those lines, except for maybe me, because I'm not big a Justin Fields fan, that they would move up to number three if the Jets take Wilson at two, Fields would be there at three. The Eagles get aggressive and move up to Miami's spot to get him. Any, Give me a percentage possibility that that could be the way the Eagles act. Oh, it, it, it's a big I, – I wrote about that in Philly Voice today. They, they have to look at quarterback uh, in the top of this draft if you're looking um, – you know, if you're looking at post-Carson Wentz. If you think about this organization, how they've done business – uh, they value the quarterback position. That was the argument last year when they took Jalen Hurts at 53. But understand, when they took Jalen Hurts, and we all do this hindsight, how it affected Carson Wentz negatively, uh, all that, throw that all into the mix. But at the time, look, the Eagles were concerned about his injury history, no question about it. But they weren't thinking about Jalen Hurts pushing Carson Wentz. There was no... I uh, thought that he would turn into the worst starting quarterback no. in the NFL. They they just value that position so much that they wanted a backup quarterback uh, who was cost-effective for four years, and part was to do sort of the Taysom Hill stuff and get two quarterbacks on the field and try to shift things up. So all of that was into it. But bottom line is they value that position more than most teams, and they value the backup position more than most teams. And that's why they picked Jalen Hurts. So now you fast forward a year, and Carson Wentz has gone bad. And they're in a position at number six overall. We mentioned those four quarterbacks. But I agree with you. It all comes down to evaluation. You mentioned your evaluation. Mac Jones is number three in your book. Yep. If you like a player, and I go back to what Howie said in 2016, people kind of forget. He said, when you're in this position, and the Eagles moved up from 13 to uh, 10 to 2. Um, if you're in this position, you have to take advantage of it. And he was talking about the quarterback position. So they didn't want to be up this high again this quickly, but they are. And they're up this high. They better take advantage of it. And if you like one of those guys, and if it's Fields, or it's, even if it's Trey Lance, you have to take your quarterback. You have to. You can't just assume a second-round pick is going to develop into a top-tier starter. Um, so, I, again, uh, I'll go – you know, if you don't like, for whatever reason, if you if Andy Waddle and Ian Cunningham and Anthony Patch look at these players and say, we don't value Justin Fields that much, I can't imagine that. But then, obviously, you turn in a different direction. Knowing this team, knowing its history, knowing what they believe, they have to seriously look at a quarterback. 
And by the way, I think it started last Friday. They were at Trevor Lawrence's special pro day. Now, they know they're not going to get them, but they're they're doing their due diligence. They started doing their due diligence on the quarterbacks. They're going to look at those top four really, really closely. And if they fall in love with them and they get those two extra second-round picks we're talking about, Joe, hey, why not try and move up yeah, and get Justin Fields? I just do that. I'm a Fields guy. If it's the others – and I hear everything you're saying. You, you you said made perfect sense, and you are tracking the Eagles' past performance by the people that are in the position, still in those positions these days, and the valuation they have of quarterbacks and the value they just put on the position. All those things are true. The issue is, but what talent is there in a given year? You have to adjust your feelings about that position by judging the players that are there. You can't just say, oh, we're at number six, so we got to get a quarterback this year. Well, if it's the wrong year to get a quarterback, and a quarterback, the guys who are judged to be at the top aren't as good as the guy who could be at the top next year or the year after that or the year after that. You compare them to previous seasons and how they grade out and the like. You can't just have hard and fast rules on this. It has to be fluid over year to year to year and what talent is in the pool at that position in the given year. I'm just that big a Justin Fields fan that if he is there, if the Eagles have to get aggressive to move up to get him, I don't know if they'll move all the way up to two, which uh, everything I'm reading makes me believe, and the people that I know on the inside are saying Zach Wilson is the choice right now of the Jets, and it's going to kill me when they do that and pass on Fields. I'm that big a Fields fan. That's why I'm saying when I heard that today, I said uh, I was just kind of hoping. I did uh, a show on it last week. If Fields drops down to six, can the Eagles afford to pass on him? Now, would they move up to number three to get him? It's, it's, this is what we're going to be doing all the way till April. All right, uh, off the quarterback position. Zach Ertz's name also prominently thrown around over the last couple of days. Maybe Indianapolis. I don't see a Carson Wentz-Zach Ertz package because that's a lot of salary for Indianapolis to be taken on. Unless the Eagles are going to get a player back whose salary is also fairly big, and the problem with the Eagles is when they trade these guys off, they're still taking cap hits because much less with Ertz than than they are with uh, uh, Carson Wentz, but what is Zach Wertz worth on the open market right now? Yeah, I, I don't think that much, to be honest, with his salary coming off last season. He's 30. We all know how this league uh, starts to feel at players uh, when they turn 30. Turn 30 in November, and, and and you add that into look. This is a guy that has, I, I think, over the prior five seasons, his low mark, his low water mark was seventy four receptions. And then obviously you have the historic season when he was at one sixteen. There's a guy who's a lot of tread is off the tire, so to speak. So you you think of thirty year old players who are having their worst uh, statistical season. Uh, injury um, with the ankle, and then you go back to the prior season with the broken ribs and the, and the lacerated kidney. Um, so the injuries are starting to creep up as well. Um, so I, I don't think a ton. I, I kind of got a kick out of it. There were so many people who said, well, maybe throwing Zach Ertz as a sweetener to get Indianapolis to offer more. It's the exact opposite, as you brought up, Jody. I, I mean – you can't just say, yeah, the Colts have the salary cap space to do it, but that doesn't mean 
they want to do it. I mean, they're picking up a huge salary at the quarterback position, another huge salary at, at, at the tight end position, which, by the way, they also have Jack Doyle and Mo Alley-Cox, who are two good players anyway. Right. Uh, so you're actually lowering, I think, what you're getting back. You're not sweetening. So, I, I mean, teams around this league understand the Eagles are going to move on from Zach Ertz. So it's going to be difficult if you get a mid-round pick. Maybe somebody doesn't want to deal with others. You know, Seattle is the other team that has been calling. They need a tight end. So maybe that's a better spot uh, for Zach Ertz. Uh, and that's a team that's ready to win as well in theory. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, people thinking you're getting the, even the second round, third round pick for Zach Ertz, it's probably, they're probably going to be disappointed. Yeah, no, I agree with you wholeheartedly on that one. And the one other name I want to hit you with, because uh, it came up this weekend in reports and rumors, was Andre Dillard, that there could be teams interested in him coming off the season-ending injury last year. We're not that far removed from his number one pick status. Um, the Eagles kind of jerked him around, in my opinion. Uh, his first couple of years playing him at different spots. Uh, didn't just put him at left tackle because Jason Peters was there. I I still have uh, hope for the kid's upside, and I think you could end up trading him and making a mistake. But the reason that you would do that is because you think you're good with Jordan Mailata. Now, I watched Mailata play this year, too. And from once he came, I think he's made really nice strides and more power to Stoutland and the uh, coaches that have gotten him up to speed. And we've seen other guys get plugged in by the Eagles and get beaten like a drum. And that wasn't necessarily Jordan Mailata. But are you cool with just saying, okay, Jordan Mailata is our left tackle and we should be good there for the next several years? You good with no, the Eagles in that I, stance? I, I don't think the Eagles are either. I, I, I don't necessarily uh, – I think a lot of those rumors stem from the belief that the Eagles are down on Andre Dillard. I, I do think that they were a little bit upset about how he handled the move uh, to right tackle as a rookie. Uh, when they needed him to play there. I don't think they were jerking him around. They needed him to play there because of injuries, and Lane was hurt, uh, and they thought he was their most talented player. And they knew there would be hiccups. Uh, I mean, a guy used to playing left tackle, and, and he didn't necessarily fight through it. So I think they were a little uh, down on him from that perspective. But, look, he was going to be the starting left tackle this year, and then he tore his biceps. And I, I, I do think that – Jordan Mailata really, really improved, especially down the stretch. But you can't just say no. He, you're you're set at left tackle. I mean, there are still a lot of growing pains. I think, you know, he's such a great guy, such a, a great story. I, I think people are skipping steps there, and I think the Eagles want to see a competition there and see if Dillard can come back from the biceps and Jordan can continue to improve. Uh, and who knows? I mean. Remember, Lane Johnson's coming off a really, really significant uh, ankle surgery, and he's had uh, numerous uh, injury issues. So you have to start thinking about life after right tackle. Let's say Dillard locks down the fort at left tackle, then he got Jordan's ability to move to right tackle. So I don't necessarily think they're going to to ship Andre Dillard out. Remember, he's still on his rookie deal, still very cost-effective. That's exactly the type of player they want. They want to get younger. 
They want to get more cost effective. So I, I think they're going to give Andre every opportunity to compete and win that job. Yeah, I didn't didn't quite understand that, and I think it could be a mistake if they actually move off him this offseason. It is never a mistake to punch up John McMullen when we want to talk birds. J.M., thanks. Uh, I'll give you a buzz next week. Appreciate you coming out with me tonight. All right. Thanks, Jody. John McMullen of Philly Voice and SI, his podcast, Extending the Play, a mostly listen for Eagle fans. We'll keep the Eagle conversation going. Uh, six game just went final. After opening a big lead in the first quarter. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.